Welcome back to Starring Milana, the podcast. I'm your host, Milana, and it is hashtag Milana Monday, as my mug says. Um, yeah, welcome back. Another Monday. It's uh, hot in Los Angeles and in this garage. I'm going to get into that in a second. But if you're new here, there's a visual to this podcast. Visit youtube.com forward slash Starring Milana. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can listen to me on an audio app, I guess, um, at Starring Milana, and that's across most apps. So Apple, Spotify, whatever floats your little boat. Here at Starring Milana, we have three segments. The first one is called BTS, which is behind the scenes of my life. So we kind of recap my past week and I give you the BTS of what happened. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new perspective if there's one to be had. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where I pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. Also follow me on social media at Starring Milana. Okay, let's just get into BTS. Um, first of all, I'm hot and bothered, and that's what I mean. We're here. You know, I, I, I've been talking about this more so in this season than the last one because this season is during summer. But, yes, I record and film in a garage. I know you cannot tell because it's so great, the quality. I mean, it's epic. But we are in a garage, and it is, like, 100 degrees in Los Angeles, the valley we're kind of in the valley. Um, so it's hot as hell. So this skin that you see, this is not a dewy natural glow. This is sweat, okay? Um, on my face, under my arms, wherever. It's sweat. Wherever you see dewiness, it's sweat. Um, on top of that, please take a look at my eyelashes. It has been a week since I got them done. And they're raggedy. And it's never been like this before. And it's because of the heat. The heat is ruining all things, okay? Uh, the only thing the summer is good for are night swims. So that's it. I don't really like the heat. I prefer to be cold. Not like Michigan cold, but like fall cold. I would love if LA was fall throughout the year. That would be great. Um, with a little bit of sun so I can get a tan because like don't nobody want to be pale. Anyway, I'm wearing my Apple watch, which is new. If you're watching on YouTube, it's not a new watch. It's new of me to wear it because I've had it for almost two years and I never really used it. But I woke up one day like, let me see how many steps I do in a day. So I started wearing my Apple Watch, and actually, I'm starting to enjoy it more than I have before. I was going to sell it on, like, TradeZ, but I decided to try to use it, and actually, I've been using it a lot during meetings. I look at my text messages, um, you know, when I'm driving and singing and I'm not paying attention to navigation, it starts, like, vibrating, like, make it right, bitch, make it right. So it's, I'm putting it to good use. I'm, I'm, I'm into my Apple Watch um, all of a sudden. We'll see how long that lasts because, you know, I'm a Gemini and I get bored very easy. So maybe this is one of those things that makes me bored. Maybe this is what is going to stop me from getting a tattoo. I'll have a life update for you guys um, in a couple of weeks, but this won't last very long. And that's all I'm going to say at this point. Um, let's go back to my weekend. I had a really fun weekend. I went to two pool parties. <laughs> one was at night, one was during the day. And um, I don't know what happened, but I woke up on Monday with uh, scratches on my big toes on both of them and um, broken nail. Uh, actually, I got my nails done on a Friday, went on a Thursday, went back on a Friday to get one fixed because I broke it, went back on a Sunday to get the other one fixed. I'm raggedy. Um, when I'm with my family members, we are basically the equivalent of Jersey Shore, where it's like the spiral squad. I don't know what happens, but all of us just spiral 
out of control and that's what happened on the Sunday pool party and that's why I woke up with a broken nail and scratched under toes. This is what I think happened because they're still really scratched and gross and I would show you guys but I don't want you guys to think very much less of me because I don't think you'd listen to this podcast if you saw the bottom of my toes. What I think happened is because I'm short and when you're in a pool and you're a short person and you're trying to kind of keep up with everyone, you're try- you can't float the whole time because if you're floating, you get really tired. So you kind of like bounce on your toes. And because your big toes are what you use to bounce, I have a feeling I scratched the shit out of my big toes and I was scratching them for, I was in the pool for five hours. So yeah, anyway, great weekend, wild weekend last weekend. What else did I do this past week? I produced a video for my boyfriend. I did a little set design. Um, go check it out on his page. It's a freestyle that he dropped. It's really cool. It's called Ransom. I was a part of it. Um, also, Popcorn, my dog, finally got a surgery. I remember I was talking about this, like, earlier in season one about getting him neutered, and I didn't know about if I was going to do it, but I did it, and he's so sad. He's so mad at me. He's, like, drowsy and depressed and... He already bit me because he knows it's because of me. Um, but hopefully he calms down a little bit because he is like a baby demon and I can't take him anywhere. Um, that's about it this past week. What else? Yeah, that's it. Also, this immigration thing is getting really crazy because I'm now arguing with people on the shade room about ice raids. Like in the middle of the night, arguing in the comment sections with fake profiles. So I just need to get over it because like these aren't real people. Um, that's it. I'm done with the BTS. Let's just move on to Talkworthy because there's far more interesting things than my scratched under toes. Wendy Williams decided that she will produce her biopic on Lifetime. So she's going to be the executive producer of this movie about her life. I guess from the beginning of like how she got into radio, probably how she met Kevin and everything in between. Uh, I don't know when they're starting to film this. This news came out, which means it's probably like gonna get start, gonna get filmed soon. But I don't know that it's a good time for her to do this. She's still crying in interviews when people ask about her ex husband. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be exactly like a part of it, but I know that he'll be definitely be in the movie, and there will be a character playing him. I don't know if he's gonna be a part of the production, but I think it's a little too soon. I think that. Hopefully, they're not filming it yet. I think she needs to really cope with the marriage. I mean, I'm not an expert, but, like, cope with the dissolution of the marriage before she goes into filming this because she's very emotional, and you want to be in a place where your mind is not, like, clouded. And I don't think that she wants to... She should be filming something where it's constantly reminding about their relationship because their relationship is so much a part of her career. He really did help her with her career, and he was a part of every aspect of her career. So I think that somebody replaying those memories, watching actors play them, it's going to be like kind of nostalgic, and I don't know if she's ready for that. So I think that she needs to be like emotionally whole before she starts producing and filming this film, but what the fuck do I know? Uh, Surviving R. Kelly will have a follow-up with more survivors. So I guess, I don't know if it's the same company as the first one, the same production company, but there's going to be a part two of basically Surviving R. Kelly because new survivors have come out. Like, I don't know if they got asked to be a part of the first one or maybe the producers didn't track them down, but these people are coming, like, I guess out of the word works, and I really hope that whoever is filming this really follows up and does some research about everyone because what can happen in moments like these when um 
somebody's on the chopping block and like there's a lot of like media about them is people could be coming out of the woodwork sometimes true sometimes not but they could be trying to seek like 15 minutes of their 15 minutes of fame is it 15 minutes or 15 seconds Ooh, seconds that's not enough time but that's about what you'll get in surviving r kelly not you're not gonna get a lot of minutes you just get seconds um but so they the producers i think this time around have to be really I think they did well last time. If it's a different production company or if it's the same one, have to do their due diligence and like doing research and making sure that um, everyone's case is valid before they put them on camera because I think this is kind of where new people come out and just jump on the bandwagon and say that, you know, they were um, abused by R. Kelly. So that should be interesting. I'm down to watch more shit show R. Kelly. I don't know. Anyway, I told you guys last time I did not watch the Democratic debates part one. Um, yes, very irresponsible of me. I will try to watch the, these two. There's going to be part one on Tuesday, part part two on Wednesday, I guess. And um, yeah, I'm, I, it's, we're getting closer to trying to figure out who will be the nominee. Um, I will say that I find it interesting. I feel a lot of the candidates have already announced like what issues they're going to stand with. Um, two issues that I thought were interesting was Elizabeth Warren wants to reduce student loan debt. So we know that she's talked about women's rights. We know that she, um, and she's really, really, really serious about reducing the student loan debt. I don't know if she's trying to say that she wants the government to pay it all off. I don't really know the logistics of it, but like, should I not be paying mine off? Should I just wait? Like I'm making monthly payments, like low monthly payments, but like, should I, I was going to make a big like, a big payment soon just to get it over with, but, like, should I just wait and, like, not waste my money? I'm probably just going to wait and see what happens. I don't, I cannot imagine them getting rid of student debt. How? Where are you going to find that much money to clear everyone's account? I mean, it would be great. It would be great if they can even get rid of half of the debt. Like, that's even amazing. I mean, anything will help people who are, like, drowning in, like, $80,000 worth of debt. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool. And then Kamala Kamala Harris came out and said that she is planning to decriminalize marijuana, expunge prior marijuana charges. Um, I think this was also very, very important because there are people who are still sitting in jail because they had just a few, like, a couple more grams than they should have of marijuana. And we know that people of color get to tar- get targeted much uh, more and they get much heavier sentences than other people. So I think this would be good for so people of other backgrounds. So I think this would be good um, specifically for people of color. Um, but, you know, these are very important issues. Again, for me, I've talked about this before. I'm really going to f- support and lean towards the candidates that are talking about women's rights and Um, immigration policy because I feel like those are the two that are constantly, I don't know, just constantly changing in the history of the U.S. There's always some sort of problem. And if this is, those are the two issues that are always pulling the parties apart. Um, And I also think like the gun, gun rights is also one, but those two are most important to me. So I'm going to focus and probably support the candidates that talk most about those two things because those are most important to me. So I'm going to do a little more research and see who's talking about it, what they think. I know O'Rourke is, but I don't know who else. And um, I'm curious to see what everyone's take on those is because those are the two, those are the two um, issues that are in, in the headlines right now. I mean, the ice rays and, of course, like abortion laws. So ironically, right around voting season. Um, what else is going on? Okay. ASAP Rocky still 
in Sweden, locked up. And now, finally, they have charged him with assault. And if he's convicted, he faces up to two years in prison. This is crazy because GEZ was also arrested in Sweden and he was released, I think, in a day and he was not charged and he had to pay, um, he had to settle with whoever the fan was or wh whoever he had the altercation with. He settled, paid $9,000 and walked out clean. And obviously, a lot of us can like side-eye that and be like, well, GEZ's white and ASAP Rocky's black, so what's happening here? And I thought this was interesting because GEZ not only assaulted someone, but he also had possession of cocaine. Um, I think enough to be arrested and, and held for a while, probably to be prosecuted. And they actually just let him go. So this is very, very weird to me because ASAP did not have any drugs. He was just a part of a brawl. Um, but he was a part of it because he was being harassed. But I really appreciate Jeezy for acknowledging that he, you know, like white privilege is a problem here and he is not blind to that. And this was a statement on Twitter. I thought it was really interesting. He said, this is the sad truth. The difference between me and Rocky's treatment in Sweden brings to mind two concepts that disgustingly go hand in hand, white privilege and systematic racism. Let's call it what it is. He should not be behind bars right now. My heart goes out to ASAP Rocky. So Jeezy did not faced jail time after lunging at security during an attack aimed at a fan and police finding him in possession of approximately 1.5 ounces of cocaine and said he paid a $9,000 fine and restitution to the victim. So I don't understand. At first I was like, are they trying to make an example out of ASAP? Like, are they trying to say, like, you Americans, especially you American celebrities, can't just come to our country and do whatever the fuck you want. Like, take that shit to America. At first I thought they were trying to make a an example out of him. Kind of like they did with Mike the situation when he had to spend eight months in prison. If you don't know what that means, you have not watched enough Jersey Shore in your life. Um... This is kind of what I thought was happening. But then when I read this, like, Jeezy is also an American celebrity. So I don't think that's the case. I think it just is just flat-out racism. So knowing this information, I think that this is the point where um, his his team and whoever from the like, U.S. Justice Department needs to do what they can do to get him out because he's obviously being treated unjustly this is a u.s citizen i mean regardless it's just like a human when you compare the two cases it's ridiculous so when you figure out why he's been treated like this and get him out of there as soon as possible so um still free asap another thing that was going on in the media so apparently at least 19 people died since june in costa rica due to tainted alcohol so june was last month i'm really confused like if this is june 2018 june was last month 19 people died that's a big fucking deal i mean if one person died that's a big deal but that's scary because we talked about this a couple episodes ago but there was a problem in the Dominican Republic with tainted alcohol over the past few years. People have been dying, and it's linked to the liquor there. So now these cases are coming out of Costa Rica, which is really, really scary because that's the Caribbean. So now I'm trying to think, like, what other countries in the Caribbean have been affected? Aruba, Bermuda, Jamaica? I mean, I don't know. Like, are we not – should we not be going to the Caribbean for a while? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, if these are if these are cases in two countries that are, you know, pretty far apart, then something is going on and something is strange. So somebody's probably this is not maybe this isn't happening on in the actual countries. Maybe this is happening before they even get the liquor. So that's something that now is scary and now needs to be investigated. Another thing that 
What's interesting this week is um, there has now been a joint record label venture with Jay-Z and Rock Nation and Meek Mill called Dream Chasers. So this is like, I don't know. I'm already so fond of Jay-Z and the empire that he's built. And then you have someone like Meek Mill where was on, I don't know, maybe the height of his career. And then he was put in jail and he was put on probation. And he um, then he had the whole thing with Drake. Like he just was really, it was just going down downhill for him. Maybe Mercury was in retrograde for Meek Mill personally. I don't know. But it was going downhill for him. And that look now. Now he's out of jail and he was appointed a new judge because they're saying that his the other judge was probably corrupt. Um, he's doing good. He has this joint venture. He's making music again. Um, I don't know. Life just really goes in a wave, right? You can, you can, everything happens at the same time. Um, and then it just, it feels like it's never ending. It feels like you're never going to get out of this hole or hump that you're in. And then you never know because God just turns everything around and there's seasons for everything. So you kind of have to like, instead of trying to resist what you're going through, just accept the moment that you're in, accept everything, and then you get through it. And there's, it's just there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's one thing that we can take away from his new venture with Jay-Z and Rock Nation is that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and things will always get better. Um, you just have to hang in there and don't be down because you won't be, you know, down for too long. So, okay. Another thing is Forever 21 is fucking up. I mean, what? The Atkins bars in plus-size orders online? How the fuck does that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. So Forever 21 likes to get shit from people, from sponsors, and throw... They probably get paid from these sponsors. Um, and these sponsors pay them... I'm assuming they pay them to throw, like, little gifts into online orders. So... I guess they were throwing in Atkins bars. Anybody with any knowledge of healthy eating or just eating in general or like dieting knows about the Atkins diet. So they threw these bars into online orders and a lot of the people that ordered plus size clothing received these Atkins bars in their packages. Um, Forever 21 obviously apologized and explained the situation, which I get. The thing is, though, like, it's 2019. This is, like, a little bit tone deaf. First of all, look at your sponsors. Like, Atkins, we know that it's, a like, a dietary supplement. We know that most of the things that they provide in their product is for people to lose weight and be on a diet. So when you're receiving something like that, you have to, and you're not monitoring which kinds of sizes this is going to, which packages is going to be thrown into. I mean, even if you throw it into a, I don't know, a size zero package, what if someone is bulimic or something and you're throwing this into their package they might feel some type of way as well right so I don't think that foods that are supporting weight loss is a good idea to have as a fucking sponsor forever 21 so yeah this is a little bit tone deaf in my opinion especially in 2019 brands like I don't know how many times we're gonna go through this like just be more intentional and focus on your products and what your selling people because one day it's racism. Now it's like diet bars. What the fuck is next? Right? So 
Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about in Talkworthy is Nicole Murphy. She is wilding the fuck out in Italy. I don't I think she thought what happens in Italy stays in Italy, but no. Psych. Paparazzi got your ass. Basically, she was in Italy, and she was seen kissing Antoine Fuqua. I think he's a director. Um, she was seen, she was caught kissing him. And when the photo started coming out, she initially said that they were family friends for a long time, and there was just a friendly hello. I don't know what kind of friends you have that you kiss them on the lips to say hello. If that's not your friends with benefits, if that's not your boyfriend, if that's not your girlfriend, I don't know what that is. I think that people shouldn't be kissing their kids on the lips past a certain age, yet alone a family friend, right? So... After the pictures came out and she said that it was a friendly kiss, she then retracted her statement and she said that um, they actually, she basically said that it, it wasn't a friendly hello. She didn't know that him and his wife were still together or were, they, she thought that they were separated, whatever the fuck she said. But basically like, no, the truth always comes to light. You try to play dumb. You thought that it would blow over. But no, like you, people have to be more aware of their decisions. And when things happen, you need to just fucking own it from the beginning. Because now you look stupid and then now you look like a liar. For saying that you were kissing a family friend, we're not dumb. Do we look like dumb to you? Do we, do we not know that that's not how you kiss a family friend? I don't get it. Lena, you ever kiss a family friend like that? No, thank you. I barely get to kiss my dogs like that. So I don't even know what she thought she was happening. But now I hope that... Another thing I want to say, though, she's getting a lot of flack for this, a lot of heat. And maybe she has a history of this, according to Lisa Ray. However, the man's married, so we should be asking him why he's cheating on his wife. That's the real question we should be asking. Like, if her and Leela, his wife, are friends, that's definitely problematic. But more importantly, you're married, sir. Why are you kissing another woman in a different country? We need to focus on that too. I need answers from Antoine Fuqua. Mr. Fuqua. Fuqua? Fuqua. Fucka? How do you say his name? Fucka. Fucka boy? boy. We're done with Talkworthy. We're going to move on to dropping gems. So the topic of the week was inspired by a DM that I received from a listener. So shout out to, I want to say your name right. I know Ev, but I, is your real name Ebony? Ebony? I really like your name. Ev. Ev. Shout out to Ev. Um, Milana, hey, babe, as you know, I'm obsessed with your podcast. Have you ever had a falling out with a close friend? I've lost a handful of close friends over the years, and I would love to hear your take on it. So this was something that I was thinking about talking about in the next few weeks, so I thought that this DM was right on time, um, as it always is. So, yes, I would like to talk about this. I think um, I have a lot of experience with friendships and I can speak on this from different perspectives. Perception is everything in life in general, but especially in situations where friendships dissolve because there's two different points of views, right? Whether you caused it or they caused it or what happened, perception is everything. I've had, looking back at all my friendships, I've basically been friends with the same people since I was 12 years old, but I've had friendships that have dissolved and there were three that were really close friendships. Um, so I'm going to talk about those experiences because 
I think that they were all different, and I think that everyone can relate somehow to at least one of them. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is a friend that I've had since middle school and uh, high school and part of college. We were really close. We spent a lot of time together. We were together at school, before school, after school, one of my best friends. Um, there was an instance when I found out about her significant other cheating on her, and I decided to tell her because obviously she's my friend, and I would want to know as a friend. And I kind of talked about this briefly before, but I never talked about the dissolution of the friendship. So we are friends, and I told her, and she, instead of taking the information and doing what she wanted, but like still being my friend about it, she kind of took it as um, I was agreeing with the people who told me the rumor. So basically somebody told me this was happening and I said, yeah, I know, I've heard, I need to tell her. And instead of that, she wanted me to say, that's not true, he would never cheat on her, blah, blah, blah. She did not like how I received the information and when he told her that it's not true because obviously he was lying. She then said that I didn't have her back when I should have had her back. Perception is everything. It's not about having someone's back. It's about common knowledge. So I knew, several people knew she was being cheated on. And I said, yes, I've heard. I'm going to talk to her. She wanted me to say, no, it's not true. Well, I mean, I'm not going to do that because like, I know the truth. Especially when like the person that was telling me I was also close with. So anyway, our friendship after that, kind of just, I think, naturally grew apart. Um, we didn't see each other. She kind of stopped coming around. She kind of did, she separated herself from our friend group, not me. I didn't mind still being her friend or talking about it because I feel like friendships that end over boys are so silly. Um, and I wanted her to kind of get through it. And I, I figured eventually after they broke up, we would be friends. It just was never going to go back to what it was. And I accepted it and... We grew apart. The next friendship was a little bit harder for me to detach myself from. I had a friend that we became close in college and then after college. And she wasn't used to having, she didn't know how to deal with uh, friends that were big groups of girls with strong personalities. She had a big falling out with her large group of friends prior to it. She, we accepted her kind of like, oh, with open arms, I come in. We loved her. We had a great time with her. Um, and then somehow she started talking shit about me and another one of my friends. And my other friend kind of approached her about it. And she said she didn't lie, but she said, that's weird. I need to talk to Milana if Milana thinks that. Um, Anyway, it just got so bad that she continued to talk shit to other people, but she was being very fake with me. And my part in this, which I kind of regret, is instead of confronting her about it and saying, like, this is what happened or, or this is what I heard, what do you have to say about it, I just waited for her to come to me. Like, I started distancing myself from her, and I was waiting for her to come to me and be like, why are you distancing yourself? Um, so it just got worse and worse and worse until one day I just exploded in a text message, and it basically told her to fuck off. Um, and, you know, what she did and what she said about me was really hurtful, and I felt betrayed. However, I'm just... I wasn't honest to who I am or I wasn't true to myself because in any other situation, I would communicate and I would approach the person and I would want to hear their side of the story. But in this situation, I was so hurt that I didn't even want to go there because I felt like 
I just felt so betrayed. When you feel betrayed to that level, you don't even want to hear it. You just kind of, you know, and especially since I knew that the information that was coming to me was all truth. It came the same story from several people. So that one really hurt me, but it really helped me grow because I knew, I learned that I need to approach situations differently because till this day, I still feel a little bit guilty, even though I know I shouldn't. Um, but this girl then separated herself from the group, even though I told everyone, you guys can still continue to be your friend. Like, I will never be mad at you. I just can't really be your friend. But we can coexist in the same space. But she separated herself from the group because she felt uncomfortable. I think that she felt guilty and she felt like she did something wrong. So that caused me to feel bad because I feel like she thought that she couldn't be friends with all these people because of us and she had to separate herself. And that was never my intention. I don't want to be like a mean girls club and isolate somebody. So I really did feel bad about that friendship dissolving and um, I still think about it all the time. So yeah, didn't deal with it in a good way, I have to say. Um, the last friendship that I want to talk about is something that I think a lot of people have experienced in their life, especially when they get older, is mixing business with personal. Um, I'm not saying never do it because there's going to be several times in your life where you're probably going to do this, whether a friend is a client, whether a friend is a co-business owner, whether you're helping someone out with something. It, you're, this is always going to happen, and I think it's fine, but... Um, I think you have to be cautious and prepare that there is a possibility that this will not work out and then what will happen to your friendship afterwards. So this is the same thing of like kind of dating your best friend. You know, you have to be prepared with whatever the outcome is. It might not work out and then you might have lost a friend. So in this particular situation, this was my best friend again from college and after that. And um, this was a situation where we mixed business with personal. When the business was no longer working for me um, and I had to wanted to step away from it, um, it was, you know, she took it, I think, more personally than, it was more personal to both of us um, because there was a friendship there first. And again, this is where I think, once again, perception is everything. Um, from my perspective, I was very transparent. Um, I was as transparent as I could be. And I tried to communicate what I was feeling and why I was dissolving this business um, as best as I could and as best to my ability. At the time, I didn't even know what I was feeling. I didn't know what my next steps were going to be. I just knew that like at this point with what we're doing, I'm not happy. So I need to take myself out of the situation. That was what I was feeling and that's what I've expressed. To be fair to her, perspective, it seemed as if I had a plotted out a get out scheme and then got out and left her high and dry. So regardless of what the truth was, you know, it was expressed and the options were obviously to let it go, move forward and continue to be friends and not work together, you know, or the situation gets the best of you and you just no longer can really be friends or want to be friends, I guess. I don't know I can't really speak to anyone else's end and, and how they felt. Um, but going back to the original question is how to deal with friendships that, dis, you know, dissolve. Um, 
I think that sometimes it's worse ending friendships than it is breaking up with someone else, especially for women because we internalize a lot and losing a friend can be very, very devastating and some of us can never get over it. I still think about my loss of friendships till this day and I don't think about any of my breakups, I have to tell you. Uh, So I think that first accepting it, dealing with it, um, feeling all the emotions, getting through it, just like a normal, you would do with a normal breakup. I think it's healthy to kind of cope with what happened. Um, I think one of the hard things is when a friendship ends, when you're a group of friends and a friendship ends, and eventually, unfortunately, somebody will separate themselves from the friendship, whether it's you or the other person, but it does become awkward. And, you know, it's like, I've, this is in two or three, three of those friendships, we were a group of friends and the other person left. You know, I'm never a mean girl and I would have never um, isolated the person. But I think that people just feel uncomfortable and they, I think also people feel guilty. That's the reason why I think, like if I, I would never leave my group of friends because I don't feel any guilt because in my, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, right? So I think that's very tough is when you're in a big group of friends. Um Moving forward, I think that if you are friends with someone and you just feel like the friendship is growing apart or um, you don't know if you want to continue to be friends with, with the person, I would take a few things into consideration. And I would think about these questions. Was this friendship beneficial to your life? Um, this one is most important to me. Did you have to dim your own light to help your friend shine? There have been friendships of mine where I felt like I had to dim down my brightness. I felt like I couldn't really be myself, be the true and best version of myself because I knew that that person couldn't handle all of that energy, not necessarily towards them, just even around them. Um, Some people can't handle that much positivity or just someone being so confident and true to who they are it makes them kind of uncomfortable or they kind of start to pick at you. So I think that one thing to notice right away is do you have to dim your own light to be around that friend? Because if you do, that's not really your friend because your friends want to praise you and they want to raise you higher. And that's the kind of friends that you should be around, especially as you get older. Does this person, can you be the best version of yourself around this person? Has this person made you a better person? Have they helped you grow? This is very important. You know, I think life is all about growth and progression. And if you are surrounding yourself with people who aren't helping you grow and progress, maybe they shouldn't be around. I'm not saying every single person in your life has to have a be, help you grow and have some sort of purpose. But the people that are around your everyday life in your inner circle should help you grow and should help you progress. I think that you can't always blame yourself when friendships end. Um, sometimes you have to look at the patterns, whether it's your patterns or the other per- person's. What are their relationship with other people? What are their relationships with their friends? So I think that that guilt and, and blaming yourself is very important because you need to reflect on was it really you? And, you know, it's not necessarily like it's you or them or it's tit for tat. But just reflection is so important because you don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes. So reflecting on your history with friends and their history with friends and trying to figure out why this friendship grew apart. What role did I play in it? I'm going to end this topic with um, don't dwell on anything in life, but especially this. Just don't dwell. Life goes on. You're not meant to have friends, people, boyfriends, girlfriends, in general, coworkers in your life forever. The reality of life is people come and go and you have to, you know, be prepared that when 
a friendship starts, it might end. Just like how a relationship starts, it might end. You're not going to marry every person you date, so you're not going to be friends with every single person you've met. So not dwelling and being prepared for that is something to think about. Um, And I want to say just a good person in general, even if you've made mistakes in friendships or you felt like you were hurt, being a good person means caring about others regardless of the circumstance. So till this day, I still pray for some of those friends that I've lost. And I just watch them from afar and hope and pray that everything is going their way and that they're happy and that they just feel joy in their life. Um, And that's all you can do with friendships that have grown apart. Um, You as long as you've done your part, if you feel like there's still something left unsaid or you want to say, or if you feel like you still want that person in your life, there's nothing wrong with fighting for a friendship. And I think pride is horrible. And if you just need to put your pride aside and approach that person and talk about them, but if you feel, talk to them, if you feel like there's still opportunity for growth. Um, but if not, again, just don't dwell, say a prayer and keep pushing because God brings people in your life. God brings people out of your life. And sometimes God brings people back around. So that's something to think about. And I hope that I've answered your question, Ev. Thank you for listening and for DMing me. And the rest of you, if you have questions or you want advice or you have an idea for a topic, please DM me, leave a comment, all the good stuff so that I, or text me if you got my number, if we're there, you know, if you're my real friend and not my ex-friend, text me. Um... And let me know what you want me to talk about because this really helps me every week. I have a hard time picking topics. And when you guys hit me up, it really does help. I have a few already lined up that I'm ready for, but I want to have guests for those. But just keep DMing me. Ask me what you want to hear about. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to give this video a thumbs up, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast app, leave a rating, a review. Subscribe, please subscribe, please, please, please subscribe. And uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Starring Milana. And we'll be back. Oh, no, we won't be back next Monday. We won't be back next Monday because I will be out of town. So again, we won't be back next Monday. I'm so sorry. Just listen to one of my past episodes. I don't know. Uh, Listen to the podcast. I don't know. Sorry. I won't be back next Monday because I will be out of town in San Francisco living my best life, celebrating my friend Amy and her engagement party. And yeah, I'm just going to be busy throughout the week. So unfortunately, I don't have time to record and edit because I'll be out of town. But I'll be back in two weeks.